It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. To infinity and beyond! Get off, Napoleon. Make yourself a dang quesadilla. I know kung fu. This is one doodle that can't be undid, Holmes Gillett. And my axe. This should be open, because it's civil rights. This is the 90s. You're gonna need a bigger boat. 1.21 gigawatts! I'm gonna make this pencil disappear. Coochie! Welcome to the Kendall Cast Movie Roundtable. I'm your host, Kendall. With me, as always, is Ian. Hi, everyone. Kendall, you seem very excited today. I'm just putting on my face. Uh, Jeff. Your face is very visible and clear right now. And Nick. Hello, everyone. I won't talk about Kendall's face. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of speaking of visual gags, um, I've been... I've been listening to uh, one of Judge or one of John Hodgman's audiobooks, and he often will make reference to a picture in the book, and and but he's doing this these like bits where he's for the audiobook or whatever, and and he's like, let's listen to that picture, and then it'll play like a stock sound clip. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that really sounds like it's black and white, right? <laughs> so today we're talking about 1984's Dune. We figured with the uh, coming out of 2021 Dune, we'd talk about the other one. So, and then we managed to delay so long that that movie has since come out. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah, no, so people hopefully will get it mixed up in the list. October, of whatever. You know, this is Dune is in the zeitgeist. It's true, and and uh, it'll probably still be in the zeitgeist for a few more weeks. But but just to be clear, we are one. talking about the 1984 Dune. Yes. We will talk about the 2021 Dune next episode. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Some of us have seen it, and we'll pretend not to talk about it. And some of us actually haven't seen so it. So you guys have to guess which one is which. <laughs> Who has seen it and who has not? And okay, uh, so uh, so Nick, this was your idea. Whether <laughs> yes, this this was my you're, idea. You're although I believe it doesn't count as my pick, which I'm grateful for, uh, <laughs> because I sort of remembered watching this movie like years and years ago, probably on the Sci-Fi Channel, probably not paying that much attention, much attention, probably not watching the entire thing at once because I remember it fondly and <laughs> what happened there. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not what I remember. That's for sure. This is why you don't underage drink kids. <laughs> underage drinking is bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was a movie. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so just Dune background. Um, I forced myself to audiobook read the book before before that's part of the reason we pushed it back so far because that book is so long and it is ridiculous the auto, beware if you want to do the audiobook of dune it is partially a full cast and partially just a narrator depending on the chapter bold choice um that's strange and and i'm pretty sure i'm not 100% but I'm pretty sure that the cast changes which voice they read. Which voice <laughs> they read. There were because because there's there were some times when Jessica was, I mean obviously the just the narrator doing the doing her voice. There was some time when it was a full cast, but it was still a man doing a woman's voice for her. Then there was sometimes. Then I'm pretty sure there were at least two other actresses that did her voice throughout the throughout the book. So it is. It is a. It is already a dense, confusing book, made worse by uh, made made more dense and confusing by a rotating cast of characters. So, so speaking of this, coming from this perspective of being dense and confusing, there's a story that when this movie came out, um, for the early screenings, they included a pamphlet yeah. under the chairs of the of the viewers mm. with like a glossary of terms and people and places mm -hmm. just to help these audiences have some semblance of an idea of what's actually going yeah, on. Which is film. super ironic given it begins with like a, a hard five to ten minute exposition scene of just right. like the princess explaining things. Right. And it's like that wasn't enough. You need a pamphlet alongside of it. It's It definitely feels like they wanted an alternative to the Star Wars scroll, <laughs> yeah. except... 
I think this is definitely an example of what not to do. <laughs> so that's interesting that you say that because I actually really liked the exposition dumps from the princess because those are in the book, um, but they're not exposition dumps. They're like phrases that Moadib says uh, it, from a book, from an in-universe book there's a memoir written by the princess. And sure, and sometimes they're presented like that in the movie as well. Like he sees a hologram and they're talking about the sandworms mm-hmm. and kind of introducing that topic. Like he's yeah. learning about Arrakis right. as its future. Duke. Right, right. But specifically the princess, the, the little princess narrations that we see throughout the movie, that those are at the beginning of every chapter of the book, huh. but they don't help you understand what's going on. I wish that there was something at the beginning of every chapter of the book that had helped me. So was that the princess at the on. beginning, or was that actually um, the mother? Because I thought it was the mother at the beginning, but no, it's the emperor's daughter. No, it's the, the emperor's, emperor's daughter. daughter. Okay, the princess who, who then Irulan. never shows up again in right, the entire in the movie because they just cut her. Which <laughs> well, she doesn't show up in the entire book either. She's there at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. yeah uh, well, she she better be because she's got a very important part in the universe to come to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the end of the movie is weird. In the end of the book, he marries her. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's didn't you didn't get that from the end of the movie? I did not. <laughs> where it suddenly started raining? Yeah. I, the raining, uh, yeah. The, the, the I noticed the rain. Where it, it uses weird. water, the one thing that destroys sandworms to cover the entire planet to secure his rain. Yeah. No, they just yeah, ruined no it. No it pun doesn't intended. make any sense. To secure his rain. Because <laughs> it was raining. Oh god. We'll be Jeff. here all week, guys. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. I mean I I you know, it was weird. Um, and, uh, you know, if th- this is, I, I assume this is the first time David Lynch worked with Kyle McLaughlin. Uh, and then, you know, later he was in Twin Peaks and he's the best part of Twin Peaks. So I just I know, know Kyle McLaughlin from High Metro Mother. I don't know if anybody, uh, is a Twin Peaks person. Nope. No. Nick would not like Twin Peaks. I think Ian would like Twin Peaks. Jeff would overthink Twin Peaks, <laughs> but I, but I, I like it for what it is. Just the one. Piece, I'll take then. your word for it and not watch that movie. That's fine. <laughs> it's a TV show. Perfect. Um, <laughs> Even more time saved. <laughs> it's actually it's actually very similar to Dune in that it uh, I think was is very influential for what came after, but maybe doesn't hold up perfectly on its own. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So we quickly are introduced to a whole lot of characters and planets right. and the whole political situation um, i tried to take really good notes while i was watching through it to, to sort of like be able to discuss this intelligently later without actually going <laughs> into the source material i mean good luck but what i found and what i found is that i, I did ultimately get a pretty decent you know a view of the houses and what was going on to the movie's credit however i did also find myself continuously going back in my notes as i realized what things were later mm-hmm. like like during the first scene i thought that the weird uh, the navigator which is like that brain space whale thing yeah i thought that was the emperor and the other guy was some other politician right. but it, it turned out that that was the emperor okay. well, and i the mean the navigator. direction of shit talking happening definitely gives you <laughs> right like, tells like, you where yeah, the authority i mean the whale lies, had yes. all the power yeah. really yeah. in the situation so, which is why i mistook that's my that leads me to my first question for the expert on the novel nick oh god <laughs> is that a character in the novel the space whale thing i th- the space whale would be that i think he's supposed to be the head of the navigator guild okay so so that i but- don't remember if that's a character but it's a, it's a faction okay i don't i and think they decided to show it i don't know if it actually appears in are the book. they giant whale fish i believe things. that yes they are actually like the okay. shape and things that don't leave their ships but they had to show it because why wouldn't they right what right about right. the scene where it's like flying around and shooting lasers yeah, in space i, I, I have no idea what was happening there, there. there. you mean the end i was on no it was like no. in, the, in the middle I, it was how they were flying oh, he was right? folding space time okay and he, he reached out to the first planet reached out to the second planet and then was uh basically creating a link between them. Uh, okay. Cause that scene made me deeply uncomfortable. Yeah. I can't, so I with can't the explain mouth. it. Yeah. So yeah. there was definitely, I, I think 
you, if you knew anything about Dune, it definitely helped you watch the mo- Dune movie. If you didn't know anything about Dune, good luck. Right? Because, like, <laughs> I was watching the movie, and I had the opposite experience of Ian, where I did not take a single note. I just watched it. And by the end, I was like, what did I just see? I have no idea what just <laughs> happened. I could not tell you any so, factual piece of information hold about on, this Hold on, hold on. Are we at a point where I'm the one that's going to be defending this movie? I think so. Because <laughs> I, I think that I came out of it... I mean, really, I thought it was a pretty positive experience. Like, like I think I think that it, it has elements of like I think I think it fa- obviously it fails completely isolated. If it wasn't an adaptation of something, it completely fails as an original concept. But yeah, the- and I have a good example, another good example of that. Um, the introduction of the character Alia, um, Paul's little oh sister. Oh my gosh, she's mm-hmm. so creepy. Yeah, well, I mean, she's creepy. <laughs> she's but, supposed to be creepy. But really, but like if you just way. look at it from a she's- film perspective, it makes she plays no real role. Mm-hmm. I like, honestly she shouldn't, she yeah. shouldn't have been. In I it. watched that scene and I was not sure whether that was one of his future dreams or something right. that actually happened. That made like, no she's, sense. I mean, she's creepy, but not in like a good way to, like they to were be going fair she was creepy when i cheesy. when i was in that part of the book i wasn't sure if it was one of his future <laughs> dreams because that just like the second just like the second act or the whatever the second half of this film just like it's like it jumps from one thing to another thing to another thing to another thing that's how i felt like the second half of the book was okay um it very like i mean except for except for it took Instead of it taking 45 minutes, it took 10 hours. So I I know like behind the scenes, uh, David Lynch, uh, when he made this film, he originally wanted a three hour runtime. Um, but the studio basically enforced like a two, two hour and 15 minute runtime and he was not happy with it. Mm. Right. So like, uh, you can see that in the film, right. Where they just like exposition over like long segments of time and they montage really quickly through these developing things. And and a lot of it feels extremely rushed, which I think kind of hurts the story overall and makes it hard to follow at times. Right. This kind of comes up to another point I wanted to make about that was very confusing for me. Even the fact that I knew what was supposed to happen. The use of internal monologue over top. (laughs) So where they were saying what they were thinking at first, I was like, Oh, she's reading his mind because She's sitting in another room and she can nope. clearly hear what's happening. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to be consistent. She, Certain people can read other people's minds. And no, nope. no, that's and not no, what's happening. Just sometimes pure, pure awkwardness. And that's yeah. why I thought that yeah. Kendall's experience with the audiobooks, where the actors are changing and he has no <laughs> idea who's talking. But, but at the same time, it, it is confusing. But at the same time, it provides needed context. Yeah, it absolutely needs to be there. That they couldn't have said out loud. But, <sighs> It's just not a good way to deliver. Yeah, I like I liked that actually. Like that was that was something that I thought worked for me because it because the thing is, the movie is I mean it's it's David Lynch who's a weird he makes weird stuff and the movie's weird, and uh, yeah the internal monologue stuff is is uh it it adds to that i feel like it adds to that like kind of weirdness of it. It's but like what, a little bit uncanny. Well, yeah, I think I think what it comes down to is it's it all needs to be said. Because mm-hmm. all of those things that they said in those were usually very important, but is clearly like we had we got told that we had to cut forty five minutes of film mm. and we had to go back and dub things right. over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I would argue there are, there are some instances where it's completely and utterly unnecessary, like the sequence where they're they're investigating the spice harvester and the worm is coming and they have to save all the people, right? Well, in that moment, right, like Duke Atreides decides, oh, you know, leave the spice, save the people. And that's obviously like a heroic moment for him where he's mm-hmm. likable. And then the uh, scientist guy's like, I like him. But he thinks it. And I'm like, you don't need that. Like, it's obvious from the. My choice. favorite part like, is I was about to bring that at- up as perhaps my favorite use of it in the what? entire movie. So, so, <laughs> the other thing is, the other thing is, uh, that's, and this is where, this is where the. This is where I I think the if you know the story, um, wa- watching it and seeing this as uh, moments like kind of important moments of the story, even if it's not in and of itself showing the, telling the whole story perfectly, that was a that was a really good moment for me. That character is a much bigger character in the book, um, yeah, I can and that. and him and him deciding that he's on the side of the that he that he can follow the atreides is actually like a really that's that's a very important thing for you know for where it goes later right um but it in the movie it's it is very very quick 
That, which yeah. this leads me to my, I think my biggest problem with this movie is that so much of like the characters and their relationships are extremely undeveloped to the point that it really hurts it, right? And I think you you see it in the scientist guy, right? Because he gets like one scene before this moment, and then after that 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 worm scene, he's kind of just done. He doesn't really right. show up again until he's dying. Um, but the, where it's most egregious is with Paul's relationship with uh, the main girl. What, what was her name? Shawnee. Shawnee, yeah. So, like, he meets Shawnee. He awkwardly thinks, she's so beautiful, which made me, like, groan in my head. Um, and then, like, the very next time you see them together, they're just making out and they're together. Like, there is no development for their relationship whatsoever. There's no... Yeah, it's not organic. There's just no time for Right. That. She's just... Yeah. She's beautiful, so they kiss, and they're together. Right? Like, they... And so the short runtime really... That, that that relationship needs to breathe. It needs to have organic growth. It's it also not doesn't. a very important element, which is why they chose to cut it short. Like, like if I were going to spend the two hours and 15 minutes, I wouldn't spend any more time on that either. But, that's, but it's like that with all yeah. of them. Like, even with Duncan, the, his friend that is there yeah. and then dies, and I was supposed to feel sad but didn't because I'm like, who who are you? Why do I? And then you're just kind of dead immediately, right? right. Like, and then Thufir Hawat gets, like, put in a Harkonnen uh, cell and, like, has to milk a cat that's strapped to yeah. a rat. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure and then we never no see him again. In the book. I'm yeah. pretty sure there was no... Is like, that just the David Lynch like he, fetish? I don't know. For a movie to work on any level, no matter the genre, right? Like, you have to care about the characters and what happens to them. And there needs to be some level mm. of emotional investment. And in this, in this movie, there just wasn't. Yeah, I think I think the rushed character development and the... The focus on the necessary exposition cut into any sort of meaning and also the focus on the big shots and the, the grand picture of Arrakis really cuts down on uh, the necessary world building. And I think out of every movie that we've possibly seen, this by far has the worst writing, which is amazing <laughs> yeah. because it's based on a book <laughs> it's right there it was already written so i will say that like i don't know i thought this movie brought some of those characters to life maybe it's because i read the book because when because I, I came out of the book saying i didn't care about any of these characters um i thought that uh that paul is a much more interesting character in the movie than he is in the book um I I thought that I mean I mean the 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 relate his relationship with they call her Cheney in the in the audiobook so that's what I'm going to call her. Eh, shiny. <laughs> his relationship with her um it has well first of all it's way dumber in the book because he, she's his like concubine and he fights a guy to the death and then he inherits his wife and then he also ends up marrying the princess and the like the last line of the book is like it's better to be a concubine than a wife anyway <laughs> is what jessica says so interesting political shit right okay yeah, she was that, one too yeah yeah that makes sense yeah it's it's just it's just uh like i don't know i i kind of saw them as real people in this it, i thought this movie brought a lot of stuff to life that uh that was that was that was very dry and and nothing in the book um, the, the scene that probably my, probably my favorite scene that I thought was, was like very much a, this is a thing in the book and I don't really understand what's going on, but they make it seem like it's important and uh, is when he goes to ride the worm. Um, and, uh, you know, it's super cool by the way. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was, it was very, a very visually, visually stylistically cool. Yeah. It is um, cool, but they don't explain it at all. Oh, yeah, but, and, I mean, they don't explain it in the book either. Yeah, but to, this, but to, this movie, to be fair, like I, I want to refrain from like constant comparisons to the book. I know you read it and you put a lot of time into reading it, but at the well, same time, like I mean, I, I I grant that you're. I mean, if if we're, I, I I'm just trying to ex trying to say what I where there are some positives here because it doesn't it does fail oh, yeah. as a film. Yeah. But I but that's but that's boring yeah. to and, just and say getting that it fails into that. As a yeah. Film. Definitely there are some positives. But it's fun right? to talk about I, why it fails actually, as a film. Actually I I gen I genuinely enjoyed this film in general. Like like yeah I see I have all these problems with it and it is a mess. But but actually it was kind of fun too. Like the weird blocky force fields were Cool and yeah. the, cool, honest trailers. The, 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 Minecraft the, the sandworms were super cool. Like I the actually, spectacle of it in on the film for this mm -hmm. time period and everything. Like they did a really good job with like 
the stylistic portions and and I, I liked all the casting decisions and and the costumes were just kind of crazy and and garish and right like I agree with you that, like, conceptually, the sandworm writing is cool, right? Like, especially when they went that direction, I remember thinking, oh, that's really interesting. But I feel like they executed it really poorly, especially at the end, right? Where you have this big fight, and they're riding these sandworms, and they're just, like, shooting guns at each other. And that's all that's happening. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, Jeff, what is the point of riding these worms if you're just going to be firing guns at each other? Jeff, and I have a question for you. going on? Did you pick up on the fact that they set off nuclear bombs at the end? No. Not yeah, even yeah. They, that's how bad the final scene felt. I mean, they definitely said what? nukes. Yeah, they said yeah, they okay. used atomics. atomics. Okay. Oh yeah, atomics. I missed they cleared the shield wall right. with atomics. I, just remember I was just curious to see if, if you'd picked up on that. Because I have two major problems with the end. Number one, like the weirding way gun thing is re- ridiculously stupid in my opinion. Uh, because, cool. No, I liked it. I liked it. It's dumb because you already have regular laser You're guns <laughs> in this movie. And so they're like, well, now we have different guns well, it's that also blow stuff up, but differently. The better. The weirding way is supposed to be guns. But yeah, it just makes no <laughs> sense to me. Like, why is this slightly different gun? It's like in Star Wars, you have like a regular blaster, then you have like an energy pulsing blaster, and they act as if like the energy pulsing blaster is this mega trump card that's way cooler and better than the other type of I mean, of it is it is clearly much more powerful. And it, yeah, and it like, allowed Paul to train the uh, the Fremen in a way that would allow them to overcome mm-hmm. a superior force. Sure, but it like it just didn't have that level of difference to me. Like, you fired it, and it but created like, a small explosion instead of a slightly smaller explosion that a regular gun would create. It just I just didn't believe that those guns provided enough power I mean, to really sway but in But in all the scenes where there was open conflict between the Fremen and other forces, the Fremen were just destroying the enemy forces. Yeah, but you can make an argument that's just because that's what the movie needed to happen, not because it, like, no, made sense. No, it's because sense. of their technological <laughs> advantage because of the weirding yeah. ways, right? Yeah. That, that's why Paul was able to do it, because he was this chosen one, you know, trained in secret by the the Bene right. Gesserit to right. become but, this. But that sort thing. of subverts the point, and I know that Kendall talked talked about the books, and we've already talked about how we're not doing that. But uh, the technical the technological <laughs> advantage given by the weirding way is the opposite of what it was supposed to be because it was not a technological advantage. It was a method sure. of like hand to hand fighting okay, and like which would have been way better. A way of basically yeah. just turn them all into basic super monks or something yeah, like that. Would have been way cooler. But David Lynch didn't want to do uh, ninjas in a desert, so he changed it. Yeah. I, I <laughs> give him a slightly better thing, gun. So Ooh. here's another here's another thing. Uh, this movie work. This movie works in a way that it's it's what the Fifth Element was trying to be. I was totally thinking that coming <laughs> in here. This is like a this is like the Fifth Element, but worse. No, this is I, it's, I, yeah, way worse. <laughs> yes, it's, it's way better. No, <laughs> no, because the Fifth Element was the the whole the whole time I was watching the Fifth Element. Aside, you know, I mean, I guess I don't like Bruce Willis, but but the Fifth Element doesn't work for me because it rings false. This movie was a bunch of people who were doing their absolute best to make something to make the best thing that they could make. And and it and it has it has a lot of flaws, but but it also excels, you know. It has it has a gr- it has a great cast. It has great visuals. Uh, um, I'm gonna have to take issue with that. I think the visuals are pretty bad overall, especially they're, compared. They're to, pretty good for 1984. Even still, compared to Return of the Jedi, Return of the Jedi's visuals are way better, and this is a high budget movie. It, you can't even use budget as an excuse, right? I, like, compare the spaceship scenes. Like the spaceship scenes in this movie look like you're something like a third grader made. Well, the, the, I mean, ILM so kind of changed how that works. <laughs> so the special effects are not as good. But the cin- but the but the cinematography, the shots, the 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 overall style of the world that you're in are are excellent, and and not and I mean yes yes there's parts of it that are that completely fall on its face, um the the Baron Harkonnen I don't know why they had to make him so gross, <laughs> in both visuals and character. <laughs> well well I mean they made his character gross. For, but like his visuals were, ugh. 
apparently the, the disease on yeah the apparently yeah. david lynch has a thing with disease oh. that he like focuses in on and he's just known for it right so let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about baron harkonnen for a second because this is another one of my major problems like i had this thought after i finished watching the movie where if the guy who invented the cheesy mustache twirling villain watched this movie he'd be like you know what these villains are a little on the nose for me <laughs> you know what i mean but like the harkonnens so... aren't even the villains really yeah they are yeah, yeah they, they are. are paul's yeah. the villain no they're what? <laughs> I mean, no. how can you come to that conclusion? Like, I don't think the movie even slightly. I mean, comes to that the Harkonnens are the villains. The, I, I, I mean, the Harkonnens are are a pawn of the Emperor. If if you're if you're going if you're if you're not extrapolating if you're not looking at it allegorically at all. So you're telling me the 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 gross man who's twirling a mustache, plotting on how he's gonna. Stabs and, someone in the back and, and then pulls, pulls out, out the, the, the little pop top for that. <laughs> As he's guy's like heart. molesting a person. <laughs> right. no, he's not the bad guy. He's a he's a bad guy, but he's not the bad guy. Okay, I mean, right. you can make an argument that the emperor is the bad guy. No, I mean the argument. If you're making that argument, the the bad guy would be uh, the guild navigator. Okay. The navigator's guild. Sure. Because they're the ones who basically engineered all this. So maybe happen. a better word would be antagonist then, right? Yeah. If Paul Atreides is the protagonist, which I think we can all agree on that. Right, Harkonnen. I, I mean, technically, be. it's. I mean, the, I from know. the movie, he's yeah. very the, clearly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Protagonist doesn't necessarily mean good guy. Yeah, it just yeah, means yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the character of the movie is following. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's that's true. Right. That's true. But he's he's. I mean, and they kind of skip watch uh, all the Harkonnen stuff where they're like oppressing and just enslaving people and yeah. just but, squeezing but I mean, the planet. There yeah. isn't there is an element of. I mean, even if even if it doesn't, it's it doesn't come through that well in the like. If you're talking about things that are intended but don't come through in the movie, Paul is treated as a as a as pretty much a straightforward uh, protagonist. But you can kind of see that he goes from being a a relative. I mean, it's Breaking Bad. You know, he goes from being a like a relatively naive uh, uh, person, and then he just becomes more and more ruthless over time to the point yes where he uses atomic weapons this thing that they're never supposed to do um you know and threatens to threatens to become so ruthless that he threatens to destroy all spice and all this other stuff like i mean there is there isn't there is an element to that as i would as, say he definitely becomes driven by revenge against the harkonnen right, right. but also it's kind of justified right like and yeah. i've not read the books obviously because i know there's a bunch of them that take place after this movie so i can imagine that would be an interesting plot going forward like how does how does paul handle this newfound power does he use it justly or does he use it for selfish reasons i didn't get that sense in this movie though like he seemed like he was mostly a, right. a good and, person and also his father is is you know blatantly treated as a uh, yeah as a good right. guy, he's right? definitely yeah. a hero he's the one right? who cares about saving his men over the, the guy spice. thought i like this guy he's obviously a yeah, good person exactly. we needed to be told that cuz we're stupid right but the but he, he's the he's the good guy that gets himself killed They're definitely setting up paul atreides for that kind of arc but at the end of this movie he's just then reaching the point where he could maybe be starting to descend fully into yeah. this arc and but that's I, like an arc for another film right which we the, the, they never made that film i believe they were trying to get make all three films and then they just didn't after this yeah movie i mean he's he's a messiah in this movie yeah, right yeah, for he, sure he rallies the fremen and and defeats the evil harkonnens and their like, i do think my favorite moment in the movie though is when the head lady of the the i forget their names the better Jesuit. yeah like yeah. she starts talking at the end and he's just like silence and she's like oh that was very satisfying. I really didn't like I really didn't like the the weird voices that the Benny Jesuit made. See, I, I specifically uh, wrote I love the otherworldliness of all the powers that they yeah. use. Like the, the, the cool. voices, the navigator, the creepy yeah. navigators that Jeff mm -hmm. is made uncomfortable by. Yeah. They're poorly explained and confusing, but I do agree there's a little bit of a cool the other Yeah, the other world the otherworldliness is yeah, no, you're and right. And that you want to be unexplained. Right. Yeah. Like, right. like, let it be a a, a soft magic system sure. where you don't understand the rules and I just, just these witches that can do things. Yeah, and that's fine. I just there are some scenes I just would have liked a better idea of what was going on, like the space lug firing from oh, his. I mean, yeah. I agree I with mean, that. That's yeah. fair. Right. Like, what is happening? <laughs> his right weird now? mouth. I thought it was going to be explained like later, the, and it the wasn't. Triangle mouth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this kind of goes back to another kind of my second biggest problem with the movie, uh, and I'll get to some things I liked about it because I didn't full on hate it. Um, but I felt like this movie was just totally unclear. 
And, and what I mean by that is I, I just don't know how I was supposed to be feeling. Like, is this movie taking itself incredibly seriously and it thinks like it's this big, epic, bombastic you know, drama, or is it like a super campy, ridiculous, over the top fun movie that's not taking itself seriously? And I feel like it bounces back and yeah, forth between this, and it's, I don't no, know which one it's supposed to be. It, it's, <laughs> it's trying to, like I said, it is, it is, it is David Lynch trying to create the most epic thing, and 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 putting him and putting himself out there, taking risks. And sometimes succeeding and sometimes failing. If that's yeah. the case, then it kind of reminds me of The Room. That movie where like Tommy Wiseau thinks he's making this great, heart-pounding, gripping drama. But it turns out to be so over-the-top and ridiculous. Yeah, it's kind of funny. The Harkonnens are super campy. Yeah. Right? And so yeah. for me, like I watch this movie and I'm like, if he's trying to make this serious movie, it's ridiculous and stupid. But it's also kind of fun and silly. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay. And I'm fine with that. But I wish it would pick a lane. I... Yeah, it definitely s- seems more serious more of the time, except for every scene that the Harkonnens <laughs> yeah. are in, and you get Sting as which they... that's that's <laughs> yeah. where I'm saying that the I mean that's where I'm saying that the Harkonnens aren't you guys the Harkonnens aren't as important as you guys are as you guys are making. I mean they be. they're important because they're the other power and they have a lot of screen time devoted if to Paul them. So wasn't, matter. If Paul wasn't rebelling against something or seeking revenge on right. something, then there wouldn't be a movie. Right, but that's where it's that's where it's about. <laughs> It's about him, and the and the fact that, and the and the and the villain doesn't or, or the villain the the that part of it is is not as is not as important as his own personal journey, and his learning these ways and the and the the uh, and the the world building and the spectacle and I mean I don't know I don't think that the I don't I, think that the the heart I mean the Harkonnens had a very a very distinct visual style. They got all the red hair and whatnot. Yeah, they all have no souls. You know, and their top of their head is shaved and looks ridiculous. <laughs> I love the the weird I'm, single I shaved think, Tom I mean, Sherwood. I'm they've super jealous going. of of the bear's the, like repulsor lift, yeah, whatever the flying thing. thing. Fly I wish I could fly. Which the, I thought uh, led to his death being one of the most ridiculous scenes of the movie. When she like the pricks him and then he looks like a balloon that's losing air and flying <laughs> yeah, around. Yeah. And I'm like, is this supposed I mean, to be this big epic moment? It's but great. it's just well, it didn't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He. There, were, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, just, I, I mean, think... I, I, don't, I don't, I, Jeff, I disagree with you about everything. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is the what closest you, this thing is what the that you said, though, <laughs> the closest thing that you said to something that I agreed with is that this, this falls into a. I've never seen the room, but it falls into that category yeah. of something where it, where it works, and you can, and you can take it seriously, or you can enjoy the, the, you can enjoy it on multiple levels. Wait, did you just say that the room works? Because it doesn't. I don't know. I, don't, I think I don't, the room does work. I think no, the room is a fantastic. I've movie. not seen. I've not seen the. I've not Wait, seen the, the original room. or the, the the Tommy Wiseau version. Okay, like, it's so bad. It's hilarious. I haven't. Right? I haven't like, seen it. But uh, so so it's maybe maybe Jeff is wrong about that too. But <laughs> he is. It's so good. But it's, thing, it's a but cult it's, classic. It's awful. Right? It's awful. I just I some, sometimes it. these movies you 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 watch you know you, you see an adaptation a sci-fi adaptation sometimes it's it's clearly. It's clearly, you know, corporate, corporate meddling, which, I mean, I guess there was an, there was an element of that if, if, you know, you had to edit it down, but, but, but I, but other than that, I didn't see a lot of corporate meddling in this. This seems a, a fairly faithful adaptation and any liberties that it took were, were felt like they were David Lynch's liberties, um, you know, right. so this is, this is at least, at least his attempt at his vision. You know, and and it and you can and it and it's a mess. Like there's parts of it that are a mess, but it's different from something like Fifth Element, where it where everything just rings fake. Where you're just where your Fifth Element was trying to be campy, and and uh you know and trying to do, you know trying to be obnoxious and succeeding at being obnoxious. Like uh, it, it it felt it just felt felt fake all the way through. Where this felt very real. Um, hard disagree. You know, Kyle McLaughlin's uh, portrayal as as Paul is is very believable and very and also very different from anything that that actor has ever done since. You know, because he's pretty much always just played his Twin Peaks character since then. I did. I did feel like it was a little jarring between them introducing us to the concept of this of this Messiah figure and 
uh, and suddenly realizing that Paul is going to be that character. Like right. it, it sort of like took it for granted that that of course he is this character. Whereas it felt like it should have been something that he discovered over the yeah, it's like you're the... you're told through other characters' thoughts that he's the Messiah because right. everyone keeps thinking, is this the one, yeah. right? He and will, then he will know your ways as though he yeah, was born into them, or the head of the thing. or the head yeah. of the Benny Jesuit lady, right? She thinks that a bunch of times. Obviously, he's the Messiah, guy. right? And but I, my point is, is like he just kind of once he once he realizes he's the one, he's just like, oh yeah, okay, let's go. You know, he just kind of rolls with it, and he doesn't, like... I don't feel like he has much of an arc, really, like, where he struggles with it, and am I ready for this? Is this something... That, I don't want to yeah. burn it with this. There's he no is, narrative is, there's doubt. There's nothing like yeah. that. Yeah, but he, he is definitely portrayed in this film as, like, a prodigy. Like, yeah. he's already really good at everything. He's kind of a Mary so, Sue. So it's natural for him to fall into that role. Yeah. And I thought that was... Not the worst, given the constraints that they had on time right, and everything. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, it's... I mean... I, it yeah, doesn't. It no, yeah. You're, I mean, yeah. You're right, but it, but but it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, it is. It still is. There's getting to see those. Getting to see those moments is worth it. And I agree with you in this case. Like, I, I like. I think it was probably the right choice given. I feel given like that's just an time. excuse for it being bad, right? Like, the movie doesn't work. And you guys are yes, like, yes, the movie well, doesn't work. And That's so you're the like, end of the podcast. You're like, because the movie doesn't work, it's not as bad as it could have been if it was even worse. Well, and I'm like, That's true, but it still doesn't work. There are things that are done kind of well in the movie and i think maybe we should focus a bit more on that yeah that's than, fair There's yeah i mean stuff. you've been ranting for the last 40 minutes about why the movie is horrible that's true and i can talk about some Ian and i came out of it liking the movie <laughs> so I, I i'm still not sure if i like the movie it there's so much that i love that should have worked for the movie there's so much that like it's exactly the kind of movie i want it to be except that it just does there's there's no tendons between the movie it doesn't flow it doesn't do anything Unlike but anyway spice. right i was yeah, thinking the spice but, must flow but, but apparently like the, the movie costumes does not. are fantastic and for 1984 honestly the cg is pretty good and the shields are hilarious and i love them <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes. um, the guns and the laser beams not as much because sometimes when the guns fire there's a beam sometimes when the guns fire there's nothing happens sometimes it's, it doesn't make any sense and where did he get all the guns anyway like after house of trades was destroyed and then he's like wandering with the fremen and then suddenly there's like 50 of them yeah he just has them he just but, has them somehow but, i mean plot wise it doesn't it. matter because they were never a material thing anyway so <laughs> <Fremen had it. laughs> why because uh the uh people had come before but if the fremen had them why would they know the atre- the atre- they were the secret weapon of the atreides and then dr ua made sure that they still had the plans and they were burning when the house of atreides got attacked because yeah, what, so the guy comes in and he's like the some, weirding ways are burning so at some point they had to have replaced them but it skips over that because we don't have time right. for that because right. we don't I have mean, time for way more important things those, those <laughs> scene jumps are it's there's years between those scenes yeah two years between the first well not, one, and I think not, not like when he first one. starts teaching them and he they all have weirding ways in hand and he first learning how to use it yeah that's two that years that's later. two years that was before the two-year jump because remember like you have the scenes where he's explaining he's teaching them how to no, use it right. i mean and then it's like two so, years pass and they're and they're attacking yeah, the actually, spice depots and they're he's kissing chani right like so it's before there's that. probably another year in there somewhere maybe that we skipped. <laughs> i don't know it doesn't doesn't matter i, okay, I mean yeah we could yeah. we could have we could have just said the atreides hid some and it yeah, would have been fine it doesn't matter yeah, whatever and they had some i don't know anyway. i thought they had i thought they had it because the the uh they had a they had a, a the clan mother lady that was connected with the Benny Jesuits and all that has been done or all that can be done will be done or has already been done sort of thing but uh, yeah I don't know editor's note just to reinforce something that Nick said to actually answer Jeff's question included with the uh, desert suits uh, that that Doctor Yui leaves. Uh, for uh, Paul and and Jessica is the plans for the weirding way weapons. There's a scene in the movie where that clearly happens. It goes by quickly if you're only on first viewing, but uh, it definitely happens. I watched the movie again. I think the visuals and the 
all the concept art and all that stuff. Like the idea of the movie. And if you took a still from the movie at most points, it'd be like, man, this mm-hmm. looks like it's going to be awesome. Right? Like, right? I agree with you. Like that's and I think the strongest thing about this movie. It's conceptually really interesting, right? Like the idea of riding the worms. Super cool, right? Like even even just the basic concept of there being this one planet in the entire universe that that produces this extremely rare resources that, that everybody wants and it makes the universe function, right? And that's a great like, And then the whole setup thing for, with the rhythm and the sandworms yeah, and how that yeah, interacts that's with awesome, everything. Right? Walk like, without I, rhythm. I definitely yeah, could have used yeah. st- like Stilgar like or somebody explaining that like, oh, you put the clamp in and the sand and the worm doesn't want sand in the clamp. So that's why it rotates and puts it up on right. top. But it just leaves you to figure that out on yeah. your and, own. And, but like the overall plot is really cool, right? Where like you have this incredibly important world and the Harkonnens had it for a long time. But then the Emperor is like, oh, let's just sort of give it to the House of Atreides as bait to lure them here so that we can attack them and wipe them out. Yeah. And then that happens. And then Paul has to like rise from the ashes, figure out a way forward. That's real. That's a good story. Like, I think there is a good story here. Which and, is good because yeah. next next time we're going to be watching this story retold. Yeah, the bone. It's like a house that has great bones. That's a really cliche thing to say. But it has great bones. It's just the finishings don't work. And you walk in and it doesn't flow very well and it's outdated. Unlike but, the spice. But like the floor plan, right? But the floor plan is great, and there's so much potential there. Yeah, I I think that's why I I'm really more disappointed in this movie is because clearly there's at least a good story here. Yeah, not necessarily a great story, but a good story and a good world, and there's a lot of really cool things in it. Also, and the Hunter Seeker is cool with T Rex vision, which I love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, like the credit almost goes to um, the author of the book. What's, what's his name? Uh, Frank Herbert. Frank Herbert. Yeah, like he definitely devised a really cool world with really interesting lore and so much room to do some cool stuff. We just yeah don't have quite enough time to explore. Right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Frank Herbert was very much like a Tolkien style writer where he writes a story and then writes another story and then, and then he writes many books about the backstory before his first story because. <laughs> For I think there was a book for every single one of the noble houses. That so he out. read the Cimmerillion and he's like, hey, yeah. Tolkien, hold my beer. I'm going to write ten of these. <laughs> Not just one, ten. Right? But there's depth there. Like there's, there's enough space in this world to allow for that. And that's yeah. pretty cool. I don't know. I thought the book was bad. The movie was good. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're wrong about both of those things, and I would die on that hill. Like, like uh, I think that the movie did all, all of the criticisms that Jeff has about the movie are are true of the source material, um, and I think that if anything, if anything, the movie reined in those things. the 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 confusing plot jumps is is straight from the book, and in the movie humanized all the characters. Uh, yeah, I mean. It, it, it's uh, and 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 it made and I mean the biggest issue that I had with the book was that was that it was the world building was not great um, and uh, and I think that the movie this movie uh, succeeded and maybe it's just because it's a visual you know because it's because a lot of sci-fi concepts depend depend on the visuals so so heavily well um, yeah and a lot of sci-fi books reco- really rely on. Uh, internal monologues too which right, is yeah. again a right. thing that the movie struggles with yeah. because because i mean so much of the movie is about controlling yourself controlling others and only letting us your own will control you and sit and guide your actions which is something that is so hard to show in a movie mm, like this right. with insu- with what felt like insufficient time because they struggle to choose between saying nothing and explaining nothing or or a ten, five ten minute info dump that no yeah. one will follow like if you've been listening to this podcast for a while you probably notice like jeff is the person that always talks about the theme of the movie and what what's its message right like and, and the I character like, art yeah and i like yeah. to rant about it and be annoying but like if you ask me what the theme of this movie was i don't know if i could tell you like I revenge. Honestly, revenge, I guess <laughs> but like and even like kendall what you describe like a character that like ends up with all of this power and can he handle the responsibility and is it too much? And is it, is it corrupting him? Like those themes sound really interesting. I, they just didn't really come across to me. Maybe I just, maybe I just read it differently than you did, but I, I found it hard to kind of dig one out. It did feel to me like his ultimate triumph at the end was just the natural extension of his story. Yeah. And it was a yeah. little, I feel like it was a little anticlimactic because he just, you know, beats up sting and then like a duel. Yeah. 
And then it's over, and the ground cracks, and then it starts raining, and then the movie's over. That was something that like, I, I definitely okay. noticed <laughs> was... Prophecy, right? Yeah, I guess. After after he trains the Fremen, and the part that Hollywood should love, which is basically, like, all the battle scenes, and, like, we're building up to the, to the final thing, was just kind of one really short, really broken apart, yeah. and just not that great. The final battle was... Yeah. kind of weak and like they're riding on these worms which is cool conceptually but like they're just shooting guns on top of them they could do that on a spaceship right like the actual worm you riding to see like the worms ramming the walls like, yeah. stuff I, like that. I, I, I think in the books the worms but... like attack the ships themselves and like bash them off their landing gear and... well i'm looking forward to seeing it yeah, i don't know yeah i mean right. i mean like, it was very clear it was very clear that what they did with the worms was as much as they could do right yeah. that was definitely they're, they're a technical the, limitation yeah, which um, i totally understand and, and it's just 19 yeah, I mean the the size and scope. I mean those things were giant, and they and they were real. And I mean they were real models. You know, they, they were like puppets. Honestly, yeah. they did a pretty good job with the clips with the worm. I was really surprised with how good the one where it was bashing against the mountain looked. That one was, I thought, very impressive for yeah. its time. Yeah. There, some of the, when That's they true. when they reused some stock footage of it diving into that one sand dune, not as much. But I think for me, the worst special effect shot. Is when um, Paul like falls off the cliff, and it's obvious like they needed a shot of him just straight up falling, even though he only falls like ten feet maybe. So they like cut in a shot of him just kind of waving his arms, and there's like a green background. And I'm like, what is happening? He's falling ten that. feet. Yeah. What is this? Like and then he like, just crashes yeah, into a rock and it, breaks the rock that he fell and on. And then yeah. Jessica just kind of scurries down there the same way. I'm like, this. Why is this little shot in there? Like it because it's an eighties movie, right? I guess. <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's definitely uh, just age yeah. of the film. But like I said, like if you go into it expecting kind of a campy, over-the-top, silly movie, then maybe you'll find a lot to like here, right? I, I think like, maybe, maybe that's why I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. Like, like I went in with really low expectations. Like, I know this movie isn't any good. Let's just see what I can get yeah. out of it. And I had fun. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think... And that's probably, yeah, again, expectations about this movie are probably one of the most important things because I remembered really liking it and I am disappointed by it. And (laughs) if I I had remembered that it was just campy garbage, I probably just would have enjoyed it for what it was, but... I don't like. I struggle with that. I don't feel like it's campy. It's It's super campy. campy. (laughs) It's super campy. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's that's not the word I would put it. I would put you it. used that word earlier. They're so like Boy Scouts. It's so if campy. you want to apply a new word, this is your chance. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't like. I don't. I don't like. Can't. I, I feel like it's a beautiful mess. Is what I, is how I would describe it. That's a better way of putting it. I'm gonna it is bleep a visually out when appealing I say mess. It's, I'm not sure beautiful is the right, right word. It's trying. I'll give um, it that. And and it's uh uh, what's the word? I don't know. It's it's authentic. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. It's it's a you can you can really tell that it is it is the best the best way attempt at somebody's vision at two people's visions really at 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 at, at David Lynch and at uh, whatever Herbert whatever his name is. Let's let's just be Frank happy Herbert. that we we get another attempt now. Yeah. Yes, there is a round two coming. I'm looking forward to round two. <laughs> I bet I like this version better. I bet you will too. <laughs> I'm almost sure of it. Oh, and you'll still think that Fifth Element's worse. That that hurts me deeply. I'm sure. I'm sure that fifth, I think fifth, fifth Element is much better. I have a feeling that I'll like the. I I have a feeling that I'll like actually because a lot of the, and I mean a lot of the issues are. Uh, I don't know. I like that they didn't do the as much women as property stuff in the movie. Um, I mean, and, some uh, of that's it's 1980s. Some of that is. Uh, old sci-fi is not a super great place to go yeah. looking for well, that sort was, of like yeah. thing. Like a I lot of the authors trying. are really like kind. The themes for a lot of the old sci-fi are not yeah. PC at all. I think it was part of the. I think <laughs> yeah. it was part of the allegory with the religious. I mean, even in this, like they talk about the women, you know, going where women cannot. You know, having the man. Go where the woman cannot. Like, yeah. Well, and also just the idea that women are like a, a thing to be earned, right? Because like Paul grows into his role as Moadim and starts to become Moadim. a leader. Yeah. And at the same time, that's when he starts like, you know, getting together with 
Chidi or whatever her name yeah, is. And, the, and then when she pours the water of life down his throat, she's just like, I love you and I'll serve you and I'll do anything for you. Like he's the, attained the prize, which is horrifically sexist, but that's just how it was back then. At the same time, there's a number of elements where like the women are actually the most powerful the people. Bene Gesserit, in the, yeah. Yeah, the Bene Gesserit are the they most powerful people. The, the, yeah. the, ser- the, the slaves, the, the mentats are the most, are basically super geniuses. Although it doesn't really come through. They're basically human computers that have replaced yeah. all the AI that is now banned. <laughs> and, uh, and then you have like the, the doctor who's like artificially like cannot break his oath sort of thing. Although he but clearly does. That thing he said, Oh no, different character. Never mind. Ignore me. Like that th- the other guy who like says the thing and then drinks like this is the speed of my thoughts and the speed of my thoughts will lead to the clarity of my will and the clarity of my will lead. And then he drinks the, the spice. Like what was that about? By the um, way? Kendall, is he just I like mean, you read it more recently. And that's just what he said. I mean, or? I think it's basically more that I think there's an element of religion and ritual and serving was, all okay. of your houses. That was the mentats, right? That was, a, that was, was the Harkonnen Mentat who was bringing yeah. the message from Atreides yeah. to Harkonnen. I never understood. And he gets the, the poison spit in his face. Okay, from, so yeah, so the Mentats uh, are just computers, basically. I thought they were uh, like other Jedi. Like, was he drinking spice when he said that, or was what, what was the? I mean, thing that could be the same thing that they did to Thufir, where he basically he has to take the milk from us. The, they, from they're the basically <laughs> enslaved. They're being. They're all actively being poisoned to serve Harkonnen. Okay. But it the, not, the not the yet. bad guy Harkonnen. Yeah, I'm just coming to this realization now as we speak. But okay. that's probably him just being poisoned or drinking. So he's his like antidote. so poisoned now that he drinks it of his own will. I mean, he no, has no, no, to. No, no, no. It's it's, it's the, the antidote to his poison, right? Oh, so that he will serve the Harkonnen. There's there's okay. poison in their body that is that 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 they've put in their food and that is there long enough that they have to have that if they stop taking the antidote, then they'll be. Uh, that explains the cat milking later. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I'm following. And that, and that they explained <laughs> in the movie. That they explained very yeah, clearly. They actually the got that in the movie, although. It, they did get it. And yeah. the cat milking is. I just didn't connect it to the previous guy. It's because so, David yeah. Lynch was a fan of Meet the Fokker, or Meet the Parents. <laughs> and then there's the random bulldog in all of these super, super serious scenes, too. Oh. The or the pug, yeah. Look, yeah. David Lynch just really wanted to see Patrick Stewart pick up this pug <laughs> and, and go in with a Tommy gun. The battle, and the battle pug! I don't know. That's I don't have an explanation that's for like the pug. pure camp right there. I, I sort of hope that a pug appears. Patrick Stewart's hair was pretty great in this movie. <laughs> it was very talented. Looked good. And this was like right about the time that the next generation started. Yeah, yeah. a little before, yeah. right? Yeah, just, generation just before. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he I mean, Patrick Stewart was good in this movie. I liked his character. All right. Well, with that, uh, Jeff liked this movie. Nope. Uh, we'll see what Jeff thinks about three out of ten. The new one, uh, yeah, three out of ten sounds about right. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, it's not a complete waste of time. There's some stuff to like there, but overall, Wait, I didn't three out of ten, three out of five. Mm. Okay, I give it a three out of five. Uh, three out of ten. <laughs> give it a two out of five. Two out of five. Yeah. Probably it might be my least it's, favorite movie. It's reviewed, worth watching if you're really if you're doing a deep dive on sci-fi. I would say I would say this is one of the one of only a few movies that we've watched that I could see myself rewatching. I think this movie was much better than Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> now can see you and Kendall were getting along and then you ruined it. <laughs> better than Little Miss Sunshine. Oh uh, man! So I so, need to catch okay, up on that episode. So does that mean? So does that mean that Little Miss Sunshine is the new bar? <laughs> that's mean, that's making lemon lem, lemonade out of lemons, Kendall. I like it. I mean, it was better than Clerks. Right, right. It's better. Well, that, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just. It's interesting. Kendall, like, Little Miss Sunshine is infinitely better than this movie. I'll just say that. I, I, I mean, apples and oranges, but. <laughs> I mean, apples are better than oranges. All right, so, so next time we're going to talk about <laughs> Dune 2021, yes. which is already out. Yep. Some of us may or may not have already seen it. And we're hoping eventually there will be a second one. Yes. Yeah, they announced that there will be. <laughs> we don't know. We're hoping there will be a second one, everybody. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I mean, I mean, they announced it in the news, <sighs> not in the, mov- not in the movie. A, we're doing a bit. Because we don't know yet. Because we're back in time. All right. All right. What are you? Ta- what are you talking about? <laughs> all right. Jeff made up a game for himself. Everyone, please play along. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Kendall Cast. Kendall Cast. Kendall Cast. Ninja. Celebrating media. Media, hobbies, and passion since 2014.